If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Week 5 of the NFL season almost in the books. We got an AFC West rivalry matchup tonight. Chiefs Raiders to wrap up week 5 of the season. But a lot of stuff happening yesterday that was exciting around the league. Some teams proving that they might be for real. Some other teams holding serve, some other teams proving that they might be a little over the hill, a little long in the tooth when it comes to their outlook this year. We'll get into all of that, but as always, I like to start in the AFC North, in our division. Take Where a do look, you want to start Take a look first? at what the rest of the brethren did. Not, you want to start the not Sunday the night AFC game? North matchup. I want to start with the Browns okay. and the Chargers. Because but also a great game. Also a great game. Comeback kids, the L.A. Chargers, uh, high-scoring affair, 30-28 to against Cleveland. The Brownies lose again. They fall to 2-3, and three, and they needed to give themselves as much uh, breathing room as they could have before Deshaun Watson is able to come back in December. Mm-hmm. And with them falling to the Jets on that miracle and to the Falcons last week in games that they absolutely should have won Things are going to get a lot tougher for them now. They almost stole this one at home against the Chargers, but the Chargers pull it out. Sitting at 2-3 and three right now and looking at some of the games that they have to, you know, match up in, Patriots next week, that's always tough. Then you're at Baltimore, Cincinnati, at Miami, at Buffalo versus Tampa Bay. All that before Deshaun can come back. Never say never, but I think they might be digging themselves too big of a hole right now he might not even be able to come back and save the season. Yeah, I mean, when you lose a game like that, I think it's 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 a huge blow, right? Because you expected, I mean, not that you expected to win, but when you were up late and stupidly, Deuce Staley goes for it. Deuce Staley, wow. Brandon <laughs> Staley, <laughs> that was a big mind slip there. Brandon Staley decides to go for it on fourth down in his own territory with seconds to go. And it took Cleveland one play, or if not two plays, to get into field goal range because that's how far back the Chargers were at the end of the game. And you just miss. I mean, you can't even do anything with the football. You you barely move it, and so you have to kick what, a 50-plus yard field goal to, to go up 31-30, to 30, and you miss it. And now, instead of sitting at 3-2, and two, really, I mean, this team, sh- this team could be 5-0, and oh, Tom. The Cleveland Browns. I agree. There are three losses to the Jets, to the Falcons, and now to the Chargers. J- Jacob, I'll go one step further. Sure. They could be five and zero. Oh. They should be four and one. They should have. Yeah, the they should have beaten the Jets. I mean, they should have beaten the Jets, and they should have beaten the Falcons for sure. 
But even this Chargers game, Tom, I think that you could point to them and say there were chances. You had you Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both having really good days. Just continue running the ball. Justin Herbert clearly wasn't looking his best. Really, his only option. No, he wasn't, but Austin Eckler sure was. Austin Eckler looked great, but Mike Williams was really his only yep. passing option because their tight end was non-existent. Uh, Keenan Allen out once again, they and Josh need him Palmer. Back so badly. Josh Palmer, the rookie, or I'm not sure if he's a rookie, but a young guy, uh, really a non-factor in this game. So Mike Williams is your number one target. Uh, it was really just the Austin Eckler and Josh Kelly show for. Uh, the, the Chargers on offense, and I guess it was enough. I, I think Eckler came away with, what, three touchdowns on the day? Yeah, 173 on the ground, too, with a, a touchdown on the ground. And the Browns are good at stopping the run, too, so that's yeah. why it's surprising to see them get gashed so, like that. I mean, at the minimum, this team should be, the the Browns should be 4-1. and one. Could You could make the argument they could be 5-0, and oh, but here they are sitting at 2-3 and three, uh, with the Baltimore Ravens leading that division with a 3-2 and two record. Uh, and the schedule is not going to get any easier because, yes, you have New England next week, but after that it gets pretty tough. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, Tampa. Wow, that's that. talk about a Steelers death stretch upcoming for Pittsburgh, but Cleveland's got just as tough as one uh, in these next five or six weeks. And I would say they'd beat New England if I hadn't seen them against the Jets and against the Falcons. Like, I would think that on paper at home they'd beat the Patriots, especially if Zappi's still going to be the quarterback, which we'll get to that in a second, what's going on in New England there. But Belichick cuts off the head of the snake. Who's to say he's not going to shut Chubb down and force them to pass on him and pull out a classic Belichick win by the mistake by the lake where he used to get his uh, head coaching start in the league? And how about, I mean, you're talking about taking away Chubbs that puts the game in Jacoby Brissett's hands, Tom. That's what happened against the Chargers. The Cle- uh, sorry, uh, Cleveland was up right or or within striking distance. They were within twenty eight to three. They were driving down the entire field, and then Jacoby Brissett throws an interception at the goal line. Why did Chubb, who was running for one hundred and thirty four yards, a seven point nine yard per carry clip, only get seventeen carries in this football game? Is it Kevin Stefanski again? Is it? I'll tell you this. I don't think either of these coaches can coach a lick, the Browns or the Chargers coach. I'm kind of out on Brandon Staley, dude. I don't think he's that good of a head coach. He's too aggressive when he shouldn't be. He's not aggressive enough when he has to be. I don't know if he even really knows what his own plan is, but if I was in the ownership box in L.A., I'd be starting to worry, do I have the wrong coach for my franchise I agree, Tom. I mean, you're talking about the Browns who could be 5-0. and The Chargers are sitting, yes, at 3-2, and but look at their wins. Against the Raiders, who have only one win on the season, they're probably going to lose tonight to the Chiefs, so that will stand. Against the Texans last week. Mm-hmm. The Browns this week, who, again, as you yeah, mentioned, that strength facing, of win is not that Is great. not solid. You go up against Denver next week. If you can't dominate Denver, when Denver may be, I mean, now that Houston has its win, Denver hey, might be. congratulations, congratulations to the Congratulations. No, no Cleveland Browns or no not Detroit Lions this year. this year. No, but... If you can't, bl- the Denver Broncos, I think they have two wins, so one more than the one more than the Texans. But the Broncos might be in a worse state of affairs, considering what they've paid to be in this spot. They might be the worst team in the NFL, if you ask me. And if you beat them, no one's going to pat you on the back for doing so. And especially if it's a close game, Tom, then you're really going to start looking at the Chargers and saying, "Are they for real?" 
Fortunately for them, I don't think they have too hard of a schedule. Uh, looking ahead, they have the Falcons, the Seahawks. The Niners won't be easy. No, the, the Kansas the, City Chiefs won't be easy. The beauty about them is, even though they were really good last year on the fringe of making the playoffs and they're loaded this year. They came in third, third place, place in schedule. their division. Yeah. yeah, it's a great point. I mean, they are... They're playing the really weak AFC South as well. They're playing the AFC South and the NFC South. Or the NFC, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're playing the NFC West, but they drew the Falcons yeah. from the NFC South. Not a horrible team to play when you couldn't have gotten the Buccaneers. So In the West, I mean, the Rams don't look as good. The Cardinals no, the Ram- aren't as good as everybody thinks they could be. I mean, the Niners struggle offensively as they break Jimmy G in. Uh, that West ain't as daunting as you thought it would be. So be right be. now, the only team coming out of that AFC West, really, that you have confidence in oh, in yeah. the playoffs is oh, the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. And I have utmost confidence in oh, that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, considering the way they won that game against San Diego, um, sorry, against the Chargers in Week 2 uh, on that Thursday night game, granted it was in Kansas City, but Kansas City, man, they're just they were clearly the veteran team in that. And again, Andy Reid versus Brandon Sealy, you're taking That's Brandon. That's a huge mismatch. Absolutely. You're taking Andy Reid all day. And I, I might agree with you. You're looking at you're I think you I think you're looking at the Chargers and the Bengals in the same way. Are Brandon Saley and Zach Taylor hurting the careers of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? Fair question to be asked right now for sure. I think especially on the Chargers sides of things when haven't even made the playoffs nope, yet with them. So, and I know you only have been there for one year, but you got to start showing a little mm-hmm. bit more progress. And I don't know if he's the coach to do that with. Uh, also, just one last thing on the Chargers: that Jags loss looking a little worse now. I mean, yes, I mean, ja- absolutely. Jags have kind of regressed to the mean a bit, haven't they? Well, I mean, they they lost the Texans. They gave the Texans the first win. So, if you want to talk about, and they did it in a fashion where it was thirteen to six, right? You want to talk about coming down to earth. That is a a crash course for the Blue Planet right there. Two picks from two picks from Trevor <laughs> Lawrence in that game. So that offense from Jacksonville sputtered mightily at home against the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, the other AFC North game was the Sunday night football game last night. Very low scoring affair, a nineteen to seventeen win. Justin Tucker wins it for the Ravens. Joe Burrow did the Joe Burrow thing where he puts the Bengals up with a minute fifty eight left in the game, and then the rest of his team blows it for him. Similarly to what happened against the Steelers. And uh, that just seems to be the M.O. He'll bring them back every time, and then it's up to the other guys to finish things off for him. They could not do it. Justin Tucker is just a freak, man. I mean, he was the most valuable player for the Ravens last night in a game where Lamar couldn't really get things going, and, and defense really carried the way. He is just such a super weapon in those kind of games because he's not going to miss, and you're in range the second you're past the 63-yard field goal threshold. Mm-hmm. I mean— both for both kickers, Sam McPherson and Tucker. The the beauty of Sunday Night Football is they have that tracker where it tells you where the kick is good from. Mm-hmm. A number of times, both of them said, "Oh, this kick would have been good from sixty or sixty-one yards." So, yeah, I mean, when you have Justin Tucker, it's a huge advantage because the guy doesn't matter how far away you are, the guy can probably get you into the guy can probably get you three points no matter how far away from the goalposts you are. And yeah, you mentioned it was a, a low-scoring affair, but how much of a better game was this low-scoring affair on Sunday night compared to the low-scoring affair you had on Thursday night between the Colts and the Broncos? This game was exciting. I mean, you oh, had yeah, yeah, you had guys that they're still making plays, right? Yeah, Mark exactly. Andrews made that great play for the Bravens. The the uh, the uh, 
Oh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. The tight end for the for the Bengals, the former Raven, actually Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst the shushed extension, the, crowd. the extension he made to get into the end zone, and then shush his former home team. Yeah, it was a really compelling game, especially added to it that it's a divisional rivalry yeah, big game, stakes, weighty game. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I would say. Uh, it had it had big plays too. I mean, the uh, Philly special that the Bengals tried to uh, to go with toward the end of the game uh, didn't result in anything. But you had that, and then uh, what? A play or two plays later, the Bengals went for it on fourth down or fourth and goal and got stuffed at the goal line because of a a bad shovel pass by Joe Burrow. So a really exciting game. I don't really care. It wasn't one of those. Oh, it was low scoring, which meant it it was. It was bad offense. No, this was just a, yeah, a really. Yeah, I agree with that. It wasn't necessarily bad offense. No, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, Joe Mixon, who we know isn't having his best season, but here he was, fourteen carries, seventy-eight yards, five point six per carry. I mean, yeah, I don't even walk away from this game thinking one way or the other about either team. I think it's just no. A case it was just of a really good and game. Two teams in a division fighting and coming out with a two-point victory. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar, Lamar had a bad interception, but. That's kind of what Lamar is going to do every now that. and again. Yeah. He's going to make that mistake every now and again, but didn't prove costly enough for the Ravens to lose that game. And now they stand alone in first place. It's just a kind of it's it's a very tight race, if you will, between the Ravens and the Bengals. But hugely important that the Ravens got that win, especially at home. Mm-hmm. Especially at home. Uh, now you don't have to worry about losing this game at home and then playing the Bengals one more time in Cincinnati, possibly getting swept by them for the second year in a row. Yeah, exactly. So a big one for the Ravens to get out in front a bit, but I, the Bengals aren't going away. I, no, I, really I don't think so that. either. Despite playing a first place uh, a first place schedule, I still think they'll be right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you we've we've mentioned many easy schedules. Talk about an easy schedule for them. Back-to-back weeks, Saints and Falcons. Yeah, they should be 4 and three. Saints, Falcons, you get the Browns and then you get the Panthers. So 3 so they should be 6 and 3. 3 weeks out of 4, you get 3 NFC North opponents and it's not the one that's led by Tom Brady. But I'd maybe pick them to beat that one too based on how that offense yes, has looked. Yes, I agree. In, uh, Good point. Tampa Bay. Uh, one last thing on Justin Tucker sure. uh, and another thing to add to the laundry list of reasons why he's the greatest kicker of all time and he'll be going into the Hall of Fame as a kicker for sure. Using next-gen stats ball tracking data, the game-winning <laughs> field goal last night crossed the uprate with a Y-coordinate, so think XY-axis, Y-coordinate would be the width of the field, of 26.52. The exact middle of the field is the coordinate Y26.67. He was like half a yard. If he was half a yard, uh, or, or excuse me, if the uprights were just a half a yard wide, like if they were mm-hmm. in the middle of the field and they were only a half a yard, Tucker would have still made that game-winning field goal. It I'm was saying, as Tom, dead right down the middle as you can be. On that tracker where it says good from X amount of distance, both McPherson and Tucker were were being The distance noted. doesn't even shock me because no. anybody can boot it. It's that he's always down the freaking middle. Both, uh, both of them, Tom, McPherson and Tucker, but Tucker especially, would have been good from 60 or 61 if yards. If the divisions ever went up against each other in a kicking battle, the AFC North would kick some serious ass. I mean, just some serious Yeah, ass. and I, again, this is kind of coming back to Chris Boswell. I don't really blame him for going one for three. It was very windy in Buffalo, and I don't understand why you're kicking field yeah, goals. Yeah, that's karma. That's, that's the universe saying you shouldn't have kicked this field goal. Exactly. Why are you kicking field goals when you're down by four touchdowns? That late in the game. 
If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Uh, we mentioned, you know, uh, the Patriots a little bit ago because they've got a game against the Browns coming up and Belichick can, you know, do Belichick things. 29 to nothing. A shutout of the Lions. The most prolific offense the NFL has ever seen in four weeks, Jacob. <laughs> That's not even a joke, It's though. not. It's the most points ever scored in the first te- in the team's first four weeks. Belichick just shut, shut him the out, water yeah. off. He said, you know what? That average is going way down. 29 to nothing. Belichick can dominate so many players throughout his career. He might not have a player more in his back pocket than Jared Goff. Yeah. Yeah. I three think points so. yeah. in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. zero points in this game. Right. That's a good point. I forgot. Honestly, I forgot about the suit. We always talk about Jared Goff got there, but you don't really remember how bad of couldn't a, do a thing. Yeah, couldn't do Patriots a single defense. thing. No. They won 10 to 3. It's not like Brady was like, <laughs> lighting the world up in that game. Oh, you want to? So we 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 now with recency bias will call the Broncos Colts as one of the worst games we've ever watched, but worst Super Bowls. Whichever yeah, yeah, that one that was, one, that was, bad. That was a bad one. Uh, speaking of Brady, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about this in a previous episode, but the Falcons got hosed, man. I'm not saying that Mariota is going to march down the field and score, but all 15 of their points came in the fourth quarter. They were down 21 to nothing entering the fourth. So the Falcons had a ton of momentum. They were starting to string some offense together. You get the big stop because one of your best players, not just defensively but on the whole roster, and Grady Jarrett makes a big sack of the goat to Brady, forcing a fourth down, forcing the punt team to come on the field. Mm -hmm. Your offense that has all the momentum is coming back onto the field. You're only down by six points. After coming back from down from what, 20 to 3? Yeah, 21 to nothing. 21 to nothing, wow. And then the ref throws the flag. One of the softest roughing the passer calls I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Brady knows he got away with it. Post-game press conference, he says, I don't throw the flags. That was the only answer he would give. Ain't no way in hell that is roughing the passer. He quite literally grabbed him, spun him, and then kind of just set him on the ground or in the perspective of how a defensive tackle would set somebody on the ground. But wasn't violent. He no, not throw at all. Him. He kind of you know, like rode him all the way to the ground. There was no throwing of him. I think there was a little bit of an awkwardness when he got up. I think like some legs got tangled and it kind of looked like he was like pushing down on Brady. But he wasn't. If you watch the replay, he was trying to get up and out of there as fast as he can to do a little celebration because he made a huge play and run to the sidelines. Inexcusable that the refs threw that flag. And again, the Buccaneers have one of the best defenses in football. Not saying the Falcons get the ball back and win the game, but they definitely deserved a chance to, and it was robbed. Robbed, 100%. Especially, it's even worse when you consider the comeback effort, right? As you mentioned, down 21 to nothing. Yeah, they get all this momentum. Again, I'll say this. I brought this up in a previous episode. Kenny Pickett had that hard hit on his former pit teammate uh, this past week. No flag there. The only flag that came was by James Daniels defending Kenny Pickett because of the no flag. Tom Brady, again, I just think it, it's it's kind of in the name. If, 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 if you're Tom Brady or if you're Patrick Mahomes, if you're Josh Allen, maybe you get that call. But if you're a rookie and Kenny Pickett, you're not going to get it. 
Well, one of the teams that proved that they might be for real, they did it in jolly old London. The Giants took out the Packers. <laughs> Giants, Oi! how about this? Giants only one of now, what, three teams with a four-and-run record? I know the Eagles are 5-0, and oh, but it's the Bills, the Giants, the Vikings. And I think I'm missing one more. It's it's certainly not the Packers, because the Packers could have been 4-1 and one if they had beaten the Giants, but that's not the case any longer. It... Uh, do you know it, Tom? I'm looking I'm... through it right now. Oh, I know who it is. Do you want to, you want to keep guessing, or do you want me to tell you? Um, How about them Cowboys? The Cowboys, there you go. Another surprise for 1-1 yeah. team, though. Just because of Dak going yes. down. Yeah, if yeah, Dak yeah. was healthy, I think we all expected them to be you know, pretty Could good Could have been team. 4-1, yeah. Uh, but the Giants, I mean... By e- far e- the surprise year, team yes, through the first five weeks. There's always a team like that that is surprising, and we don't believe in them until they make you. Kind of feels like they made us in this game. Yeah, I mean, again, we we you and I debated this uh, when we were working the Steelers game yesterday. Is it the Giants or is it London just being kind of weird? Because London seems to always throw people off because of the time change. So. I'll say it's the Giants because it was twenty to ten at halftime. Yeah, so, like the right, Packers were back. starting off really. Oh, it well. was yeah. it was seventeen to three at one point. So like. I do believe what you're saying, that London has an effect on some teams. But just looking at this specifically, they were up to a big lead. So they blew the game. So it's mm-hmm. not, what, did they all of a sudden realize they were in London at halftime and start right. to sleepwalk? So and I, it, it I might... kind of give more credit to the Giants than uh, the whole, oh, London took it out of the Packers. And Saquon Barkley is back and better than bah, he, maybe ah, maybe ah. better than he was as a rookie even. Because right now... Uh, I think he's only second to Nick Chubb in rushing yards, but the Giants are second in the league with 180 rushing yards per game. Oh, my God. I mean, like... Yeah, they run and they play defense. I mean, that's their... Yeah, their defense is is solid. Uh, again, they, they've played good team. They've played good offensive teams, right? Yeah, and they got another test this week. They play the Ravens in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So you, no, they're at home. I'm sorry, they're at home. So you only allow Green Bay to score 22. You, I mean, Dak... Without without Dak for sure, but your only loss in the season only twenty three points to the Cowboys, and you stuffed Derrick Henry and the Titans in Game One, Week One, hold them to twenty points. Giants and Bills Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> a real little rematch a little there, rematch, huh? a little battle in New York. Going for sure, on. they have a test in Baltimore, but I'm more intrigued by the game in two weeks from now. Jaguars, Giants, Jaguars. If they can win this week, right? I know they just lost to the Houston Texans, so. People are a little down on the Texans, but if they can get right against the Colts this week, kind of weird that they play a divisional opponent twice within the first six weeks of a season, but that's just the NFL being the NFL. But if they can get to 3-3, three and three, that'll be the test of, okay, which which of these teams is really for real? How, what, do you, what do you give, Tom, if the Jaguars can beat the Giants? What's your takeaway from that game? Oh, they're both Super Bowl contenders, and they're both going to make it to the finals. <laughs> no, I mean... I- as we sit here right now, I'm down on the Jags and I'm, I'm up. I'm up on the Giants. It's a week to week thing this league, mm-hmm. so that could completely flip on its head next week, barring some wonky results. But I don't know. I think the Giants are just a team that is a little bit further ahead than the Jaguars, and I think Dable's a hell of a coach. I I, I was a did, little. Did you see him coming him, off the but field? But I think he is a hell of a coach. Did you yeah, see him so that energy? Up. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is somebody that teams want to play for, and. Daniel Jones hasn't been amazing, but he's been better than he has been, and he doesn't turn the ball over right. egregiously like he had been. A, the fumbles, too, are mm-hmm. way down for Daniel Jones. But he's so. also contributing as a no, runner. No, he is, but I'm saying, like, I think you're seeing the Dable effect on the quarterback. Like, he's not going to become Josh Allen, but he's making him better. Yes, I agree. 
the three teams in New York are off to one of their hottest starts in over two decades. The Bills, the Giants, both being four and one, and the Jets, 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 Jets are three and two, forty to seventeen. Uh, Zach Wilson's Mister Fourth Quarter, my man. A Twenty-one point fourth quarter explosion from the Jets offense to blow the Dolphins out. <laughs> right now, they're the five seed. If the season were to end today, shout out to Mark Cavalli and Tom. Right, <laughs> if the season ended today, their two losses aren't bad losses either. Ain't bad losses to at the, all, man. To the, to the Bengals and the Ravens. So if they, I mean, you want to talk about a test, they got the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay next week. And they week. didn't have Zach Wilson in those games. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. But if they can maybe, I don't think they're going to sustain that success. No, I don't think, and I don't think they're the going to make the playoffs. Year, but I think they're a better Jets team than we thought they would be. They're, but, bu- they're building in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they finished with Zach Wilson as their uh, rookie quarterback last year. They finished with a 4-13 and record. But they're already they're only one win away from matching their season total from last year. Yeah, and I think they will match that and go above it. They're at Green Bay this week, so right. another New York a team test. trying to prove themselves yeah. uh, via handing Aaron Rodgers a loss. Uh, the game I said I knew would be a blowout before it even started was the Niners and the Panthers, uh, thirty-seven yep. to fifteen. They just such handled a them. blowout that it cost Matt Rule his job. Yep, Matt Rule this morning was fired by the Carolina Panthers. First of the year, first one to get the pink slip in the mail as far as the coaches are concerned. He lasted. L- less than Urban Meyer did last year. But he was there for three years prior, so Mm -hmm. it's not exactly like the Urban situation. Uh, Good move to fire him. That team is just a rudderless ship right now. Baker Mayfield's probably the worst quarterback starting in the NFL today, so the Panthers just need to go 1-16 and and just try to grab Bryce Young and redo it all over Maybe it's a good thing they didn't go out and get Jimmy G or, or... Even go as far as saying, "Oh, if if Baker's not working, let's go out and pay the Sealers a visit." They and were get big on the Watson franchise too, or the right? Watson the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, exactly. So sometimes, so the, sometimes maybe it's the good to wait. Don't yeah, work out are the better. Yeah, moves. right. Maybe it's better that they waited. The Cowboys took care of the Rams, twenty-two to ten. Cooper Rush is now five and zero as a career starter. He's four and zero this year for the Cowboys. I don't think there's a controversy. They need Dak to win deep into the season especially next week but jacob i'm at the point now where cooper stays in until he loses like you just until I, Dak I comes looked, back even when Dak's healthy really I, listen i know he hasn't looked amazing but they're gonna lose a game eventually with him in there mm-hmm. just ride the hot hand you're already playing with house money with him as far right. as I'm you've concerned. already come away now they're going to mm-hmm. philadelphia next week on Sunday right Night and so <laughs> Are you saying you start Cooper that game, even if Dak is ready? I do. I do. Mm. And then when Cooper loses that first game, you make the switch back. But when he... (sighs) Because you need to make the switch back eventually. See, I... That's a tough call because I think that you need to win against Philly if you really want to get back in in the heat of winning your division. If well, you that, if you if you fall to four just because the Eagles are so good though. If you fall to four and two and allow the Eagles to go to six and zero with a tiebreaker in their favor already, then that's a big hole to climb out of. I mean, maybe if Dak is healthy and you start Cooper Rush and you lose that game, then you just throw Dak in the very next week. That's fine, but I mean, and 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 in the NFC, you really need to kind of lock up that division as early as you can because. Yep. The other teams are always just going to be kind of weird with things. I, I'm not saying that the Eagles are by far and away the best team ever, ever, ever to play a season. But I I think 
if Dak can play this game, I would play Dak just because of the, the circumstances. Right? If if yeah. looking looking two weeks ahead. No, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong there. You know, I that's just a weird opinion that looking I looking two that weeks I'd ahead. Cooper in. The next three weeks rather, the Giants or I'm sorry, the, the, the Cowboys have the the Lions and the Bears. So if it went Lions, Bears, and then Eagles, I'd say, yeah, keep Cooper in there for as long as you want. And then maybe by that Philly game, you're saying, okay, well, Dak is 100%. It's no longer up in the air. Are we rushing him? He's good to go. And you're playing the Eagles, who are either undefeated or still a one-loss team at that point, but leading you in the division. You got to put in Dak Prescott at that point. I, With it coming at this point of the season, maybe if you rush him back, that could lead to a a re-aggravation of his injury, which you obviously don't want. I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough call. I, I bet you if Dak is ready for this week, he plays. Which way are you leaning tonight? Tonight, I think I got to go with the Chiefs, I think right? I'm going even with though the, Chiefs the Raiders, too, but I bet it's a closer game than people think. Even though the Raiders always playing close, Mahomes has only lost to the Raiders one time in his career. Yeah, I mean they get him to the finish line and then they just punch him right in the mm-hmm. nose right before they cross over with the vic- so, in the victory lap. Even though if it's even though it's in Kansas City. I'm I'm hoping that it's going to be a good game. I think it will be, but you're right. They could be up 21 to nothing before I even sit down on my couch. Mm-hmm. Exactly my point. Hey, did you miss any of our show today? Guess what? We got you covered. You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts, shows like The Drive, In the Locker Room, Steelers Blitz, The Steelers Standard, and many, many more are all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back on Wednesday talking more Steelers. We'll start looking ahead towards the Bucks, And, of course, we will power rank the entire NFL in our Week 6 edition of the Power Rankings. Enjoy the Monday Night Football tonight. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Opferman, and this has been the Steelers Standard. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.